there's so much truth that we can individually find for ourselves if we just if we can simply open the door to that opportunity. I think it's right there. We just have to figure out, and that is the work. We have to figure out whether do I need to open this door? Do I have to open a window? What hallway do I need to walk? You know, it's it's it is right there. It's a it's a certain unraveling that we can each sort of encounter for ourselves. But it all starts with that opportunity, that chance. Give yourself a chance. Hey friends, welcome back to the Treating Trauma Podcast for this week's episode of Stories of Healing. We are so grateful to have you with us today. The next two episodes of this series are pretty special. We are joined by Jordan and Brooke Scherer, a couple who attended Milestones at different times. Their lives were so profoundly impacted by the healing they each experienced at Milestones that they were delighted to come back and share their stories with us. This week, Christopher and I sit down with Jordan to unpack the work that changed not just his life, but his relationship with his partner and ultimately the trajectory of his family. At the end of this conversation, we get an added bonus. We welcome Jordan's wife, Brooke, to share about his transformation from her perspective. You will be so inspired by their sincerity and their honesty and vulnerability. So without further ado, may I introduce you to the sharers. So Jordan, welcome to our podcast. Really appreciate you being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I'm Christopher O'Reilly, Vice President of Milestones, and I have my colleague, Nicole Ingram, with us. Hi. As I think you know, Jordan, we did that podcast where we had a lot of our clinical staff talking about things they love and their clinical expertise, all that good stuff. And now we're kind of doing a follow-up in a sense with a whole different kind of feel, just talking to alum. And uh, we'll see where it goes. But I'd love for you to share with us, if, if you would, just a little bit about you know, what led up to Milestones, the decision to come to Milestones, just what that was for you. Yeah, um, I was in a space in my life. Our family was in a bit of a space where we just had several pieces of the puzzle that had gotten lost, where ultimately I felt that and came to the realization that I wasn't okay I wasn't okay for myself, so I couldn't be okay for my wife or our kids. And it just got really messy. Mm. And it took quite a while to really come to terms with just the simple fact. Mm-hmm. It was, I tried a whole lot of different things. I, you know, went, went away on a trip by myself and thought that that was going to be what I needed. Just a little getaway. And the getaway was packing up a vehicle and driving from Indianapolis to, to Colorado. And mm. that in and of itself is not the most fun drive. <laughs> Kansas is, <laughs> it's a long drive. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I did have a really good time on that trip. But the entire time I realized that the missing link was my family. Mm. So it didn't really solve anything for me. And I came back. I was at home for not quite a day and a half, and I still just couldn't deal with the things that were happening in the midst. I couldn't deal with, you know, uh, an an 11-year-old doing school things. An 11-year-old just basically being an 11-year-old. Sure. Which she had every right to be. Yeah. Yeah. Or or the three-year-old being a toddler or 
you know, mm. my wife and I knew that I needed to kind of ground myself, but I didn't really know what that meant yet. Mm. And I knew that I was very much searching for those tools. So I, I approached that very quickly. I just, I had to go find a different place to stay. I couldn't be there with them. Mm. And that was really a rough, that was just bad. Yeah. yeah, Couldn't be there with my family. So I stayed in Airbnbs for the next five or six weeks, which was really not a good experience mm -hmm. because I was 20 minutes from my people, but couldn't be there. Yeah. Sure, sure. So that was very rough. Uh, and in that process, my wife and I were continuing to do some sort of couples work with our, with our therapist. And at a certain point, our therapist mentioned that she had gotten, she had heard about this place called Onsite and the Milestones program. Mm -hmm. And um, we quickly checked into it and were talking to admissions. And um, I'm pretty sure that I was down here within a week wow. or two of wow. that conversation, quite ultimately. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, we moved the ball along pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. George, I'm just struck by what you said as far as just like having this awareness that you're not okay. Yeah. And if you're not okay, then you can't be there for the people that you care about and love. And then for you to have the also the insight that like, hey, until I'm okay, maybe it's the best decision for me to have some space yeah. because I need to be okay. Like I just, that whole thing, it feels like to me is like half the battle to have yeah. that awareness. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, the motivation was clearly there because like you just described within a week after hearing about this as an option, you were like here. Yeah. The, the process did, I, I can see now in retrospect that that timeline or that time frame, that process really did paint. It did really did provide some, some answers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some, some throughputs to recognize that like, okay, well this you feel not okay for yourself. Yeah. You feel not okay for the people that mean the most to you, mm. that, that, that you live with, that you love, that mean everything. Yeah. That's, that's big number one. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And what are the next steps? Yeah. Clearly, it isn't simply, well, you need to go stay somewhere else. I need to go stay somewhere else. That, that, that wasn't it. Yeah. That was a Band-Aid to something much mm -hmm. bigger. Yeah. Sure. And it, you know, it took it took you know just just whatever miraculous thing came to work mm. came into play for us that that our that our therapist there mentioned. Yeah. Hey, I just heard about this place. I'm gonna put together some information and get it to you. I want you to seriously look into it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and they have this program that is number one. Yeah. It's trauma based and it's like nothing else around. And they have a residential. They have a residential uh, program called Milestones, and I want you to check it out thoroughly yeah. and, and look into it for yourself. And uh, she was right. Yeah. I mean, mm. she was seriously on board there and right. We have talked to some other Milestones alum, and a lot of them share, like, a similar portion of the story, which is there's this kind of serendipitous moment where someone says, hey, I've heard about this place, therapist, friend, whatever. I'm so grateful that your therapist pointed you here. 
when you were looking at all the information, did it feel overwhelming to you? Or did you feel like, like, I'm just so curious about the buy-in because that's hard to just go from like, this isn't working. Like my day-to-day life isn't working. And now I'm going to a place to be away from my family for a long time. Like, was that scary or were you just, I I think that there was, I think that there were, there were several kind of commingled feelings Mm, with that, that sort of, there was, this looks like the best possibility. Mm. And yes, I'm going to have to be away. Mm, Yeah. But I rationalized that part with, well, I'm already away. Yeah. I'm not here. I'm not where I want and need to be. So Mm. why that might be scary. And I'm going to go into a situation that I've never experienced. Yeah. Or that it's completely outside of my realm of understanding. Maybe it's exactly what I need. Yeah. So, and I, and I realized also that I was already crunching on these situations in my life, these, these traumas mm. from a very sort of grown-up standpoint and trying to look back at them from the space that I inhabited at yeah. that point, yeah. you know, and it, and it's like, okay, well, this thing happened when I was three or four years old, and yeah. that thing ha- that thing happened when I was ten or eleven, and then there's this very monumental thing that happened in our in in our family's life with the loss of our son, yeah. the very traumatic loss of our son who was killed in a in a in an automotive situation uh, in 2016. So you start. For myself, I started looking at all these different situations and thinking about them on my own and not really knowing what to do with them, but they were there. Yeah. It was almost like as I got myself here, I preloaded myself for at least a decent portion of the work that I was about to do. do. Yeah. 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 And so it was, it was, it was a lot of it was very fresh in my mind and, and it allowed me to, to come in kind of ready to go yeah to a, to a to a rarely mm. to a very you know strong degree and i was i had my talking points i had my bullet points you know and i was like sounds like that i could work on that and yeah and i was listening to people as 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 you know the 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 folks here that were talking about well you know new things are going to come up things that yeah. you weren't aware of most likely this the work that we do is going to dredge up some things yeah. and, and and that did happen and more details would would kind of come through and mm-hmm. and make themselves apparent and or memories and would pop up and I, I I felt like in a big portion of maybe my first few several weeks here was was starting to trying to leverage what I knew had to be worked on with the things that were popping up yeah. and trying to figure out how to how to work and fit them in. Yeah. And a long way of saying that I, I came in sort of almost with a game plan for yeah. myself, not even realizing yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Jordan, to the degree you're comfortable sharing, but like when you say prior to coming to Milestones, like you were not okay, like what was going on with you? I can I can very frankly say that my isms, as I call them, are anger and critique. Okay. You know, when I do IFS parts work, yeah, it's anger mm. and it's critique. Okay. You know, and I can look at that now and see that those things have not always been detrimental to me, sure. but they very yeah. often can be. Yeah. yeah. And how they're all how how those parts commingle with 
<laughs> so many other things. Yeah. You know, the the traumas from childhood or the traumas from the adult life and the things that I the things that unfortunately come from come from my parents and my upbringing. Sure. But I essentially walked around with a very very short fuse for a yeah. long time. Yeah. A very very short fuse. And I was aware of it to a degree. I was very aware of it. In fact, I've been trying to work on it for years. Mm. Yeah. But never got anywhere in that work. Yeah. yeah. Never never got to the point and of course now I understand that I never was able to attack any of the traumas that were underlying sure. that that were the basis for those things and and have any sort of understanding of that. I mean I mean what we're talking about I think is so important because yeah. you know Jordan, you're a guy who deeply cares for his family, and here you are, and you, you and your family had experienced these traumatic things. Yeah, you know, you have things from your upbringing, and it's like, as a family trying to to heal, and here you are with a short fuse, and it's probably adding more stress to the situation. Totally. And I'm just like so grateful that, that again you had the self awareness, yeah. and then your therapist knew. You know, sometimes there's a need for a different approach, mm-hmm. right? And and I just, uh, mm. man, like that's, there's nothing worse than when you are around the people you care about and because you're trying, but it like, yeah. it's actually just not working. So I can so respect you for oh, yeah. knowing t- to create some space to f- try and figure things out. I mean, yeah. that is, that's amazing. I know that when I was much younger, the chip that I carried around, the chip on my shoulder didn't feel as though it, produced as many problems. But then again, I didn't live with, I didn't have a family of my own. It's yeah. just me. And I yeah. knew how to handle it. I knew how to deal with yeah. it. If it, if I pissed somebody off, I don't know where I'm, okay, whatever. Yeah. I had, I had people that were close to me. I had mm. friends and, and they knew yeah. how I was. Yeah. Mm. The difference, the difference being significantly when I was in my early twenties and my wife and I actually met, she was the first person that actually learned to sort of handle and soften those things mm-hmm. by just the sheer amount of time that we spent together. Yeah. But over uh, over many years, the things keep the things creep up and life happens and you go through you know sets of experiences that that test those things. Mm. And in my case, they became not really as useful or as tangible as I yeah. as I might have thought. There needed to be more. Yeah. Sure. So that understanding of of ultimately and learning to figure out and understand where all that came from mm. and to meet it, to yeah. meet those experiences mm. and see them for what they are and process them became everything. Yeah. Yeah. I hear there's just like so much self-observation in your story, which I find it ironic, like you're describing this sort of the the anger and critique, which I like personally, personally resonate with. And that can, the good side of that can be this desire for excellence. And the shadow side of that is, is, you know, kind of what you're describing, right? Like the mm-hmm. short fuse. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm hearing is the gift of that. It's it, There's gift in there. There's gift in critique because you're able to look at yourself and go, actually, like, this is not, this is not okay. I'm not Okay. My ecosystem, my family's not okay. And like, I almost, it just sounds like when you're describing this, like almost like you're hovering over your own family going like, okay, we got to remove that piece 
And that piece needs to get to get healthy to come reintegrate. Do you experience it that way? That's kind of like how I'm. It's very interesting that you say that because I, I hadn't put those two things together because I, I talk about awareness a lot now, but it's, it's, that seems, that does yeah. seem fairly accurate that, yeah. that the critique could, yeah, it's like the positive side the of the good side of it, that yeah. could just actually be that awareness. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh no, this is not a bad thing here. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Jordan, uh, when you think about, Rolling into campus for the first time, maybe that first day, maybe the first 48 hours. Like, I'd just love to kind of hear, like, how you landed, (laughs) what you thought, uh, what was going on for you. Just, I'm kind of leaving this wide open because I just want to kind of try and capture what that was like for you to get started at Milestones. Well, I got here on a Thursday. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I recommend people coming early in the week if yeah. they can. Other people have said that. Yes, actually. <laughs> yes, it's not a hidden. That's not a hidden truth at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got here on a Thursday, so it was a really long weekend. But getting here on a Thursday, I, I really I, I remember coming in the door and I met I met the nurses in a and I met with Crystal. Yeah. And uh, there were some. Fellow uh, fellow housemates, campers that I met, you know, coming into the door, and I didn't immediately remember them because I experienced a bit of a daze because, quite literally, I met about fifty people in the span of about seven minutes. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> and it was this barrage, and I had just driven six hours or five hours, oh, whatever wow. it was, to get here. Yeah. By myself, so I kind of integrated slowly and quietly. Um, but I remember a first real conversation that I had with a with a with a housemate that within a within a couple of hours of kind of getting in and just being in the being in the great room in that in that environment where everybody was hanging out in the early evening and just um, she came out and said hi and just wanted to actually talk. It was mm-hmm. and she was giving me space and that was a really cool moment. And we maybe talked for ten or fifteen minutes there, and she 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 could tell that I was a bit on edge from everything so far, and just wanted to try to offer me some calm, and that was mm. really cool. Yeah, that was a really kind. cool moment yeah. that I that I will always remember. Mm. And it being Thursday, I I jumped right into my first core group uh, on Friday, and I had only met couple of the people in the group at that point but for myself I don't know what it was about that that group at that space and time but I immediately felt comfortable mm. I immediately felt like oh man this is where I'm supposed to be and I can open up here and it's going to be totally fine yeah. and I just went for it yeah I was there and I was in the space where it was just supposed to whatever would needed to come out could come out mm. and I found that Profoundly powerful. Mm. So it was, uh, for me, it was very comfortable. I could see how for many people it might not be, but that yeah. I didn't experience as that somewhat something that I needed to be afraid of. Yeah. Because I, I immediately felt part of something and that I belonged. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that was very important. That's great. Did that feeling continue throughout your time or did, are we ebb and flowing? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I was at Milestones for eight weeks. That is what I needed mm. in in my life. That is what I needed. And I pretty much always felt very much part of the entire mm. equation here. 
there's an ebb and flow to to the community yeah. as far as the folks that are here because everybody kind of is on their own timeline mm-hmm. and that can be interesting. But it's those connections that you make, that community that you build that, I mean, I, I, I probably, I, I know at this point, we probably have 50 to 75 people that we're still in contact wow. with throughout the cumulative, so, yeah. you know, couple of months or the, the four months that, that my wife and I both, yeah. you know, had here. Mm-hmm. And that is such, such a big thing. Because for us, those are people that understand the experience. Yeah. Those are people that, you know, as, as, as we continue out on that road of recovery, that get it. Yep. Yeah. And that matters. Yeah. In every conceivable way. Yeah. Because they understand, even if the journey, if their journey isn't mm-hmm. the same, they understand what it takes. Yeah. And that's, that's a very big deal uh, to feel a part of that. Yeah. yeah. Jordan, uh, another just kind of big question you can take in any direction, mm-hmm. but what can you share with us as far as like, I don't know if you want to touch on like some key moments or like, like how did milestones help you in your healing journey? How, how did, you know, a married man coming into this process who's struggling with like, you know, traumas within his family and also child childhood trauma or or struggles in, in that way. Like how did this help you in your healing journey? And I don't know if there's like key moments that stick out to you yeah. or just an overall reflective kind of thing you want to touch on. I just love to kind of give you a space to share with us. I think that, I think that again, for me, it was just this recognition for myself that I had to be all in, in my time here. Yeah. I had to be, I had to jump in the fire, jump in the water, whatever we want to call it. I did that. I was doing that and I was serious about it because that was a decision that I made. And I knew what was at stake. Mm. I said that, I don't know how many times I said it to how many people here. Yeah. I was like, I know what I stand to lose mm. because if I don't fix this problem for myself that is right here, I can't continue to put my people, my family through this because I'm putting them in a hellish place mm. because I'm existing there. And that isn't okay. Mm. We can't continue that way. Mm. I can't allow my wife or our girls to continue to, to sort of be under that, that sort of, of a, uh, stuck in that sort of a bubble. Sure. Mm. Because it isn't fair to them. Sure. There's too much joy, too much happiness, mm. too much light to experience for them to be under that. And I deserve that too. Yeah. There you so go. So it was about, yeah. it was about, <laughs> Knowing what I stood to lose, knowing what, if something didn't pan out, something didn't work, what would have to change? Did you know you deserved it too coming in or was that something that you uh, recognized once you were already here? I don't know if I can answer that question. Mm -hmm. Okay. There were plenty of question marks on my face back then and and, and very much in my mind. You know, I, I don't know if I was convinced of that. I think that I had... I continue to try to toss that ball so many times, so so many times over the years that it just there I'm sure that there were definitely times where I wasn't convinced. Yeah. You know, self-worth, self-loathing yeah. was a huge part of the equation mm-hmm. for me. You know, not not being worthy. Yeah. Um, negative self-talk was a huge piece of the puzzle for me here. Mm-hmm. Don't talk learning not to talk down to myself yeah. mm-hmm. or talk poorly about myself. 
was a very big part of the equation that I was, I'm really glad to have had turned it, you know, yeah. had, yeah. had that turned right back around in my face. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to the, to the point where be kind to yourself, I'm going to be kind to myself is something that I say really almost, I, it pops in my head almost daily. Mm. Yeah. I and, I, and I share yeah, that with great. other people. Let's be kind to ourselves today, friends, as yes. we sign off in, a, in an online meeting or whatever. Yeah. Because I know how important that is. Yeah. You just said um, signing off an online meeting, if I may ask. Are you still kind of hanging with some of your people that you met at Milestones? Are you doing like a... Uh, I do. I'd like to do more. Yeah. I think we all kind of individually know that and recognize that. Because as, as we reintegrate and uh, get busy back in our lives. But I, I've i been very uh, involved in some of... Um, I've done... Recovery Dharma since I left here, which was a big deal to me, which yeah. is, has been a very big deal to me. Just kind of a really, a very cool Zen experience mm, yeah. that's deeply entrenched in, in Buddhist recovery. As I've, I've done some um, Coda things as well, periodically, just as, as schedules would allow. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, attempting and trying to be part of that community that yeah. came from this place is, mm. is, as I said before, is hugely, is yeah. hugely important. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of them, a lot of them for us are, are close. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's awesome. great. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Jordan, with your time at Milestones, do you feel, and maybe it was a mix, but like the individual work versus the group work versus some of the adventure stuff, like mm. any of that really stick out to you as having a big impact? I personally enjoyed sort of all those aspects Okay, because I felt like, I could see the positives in in all mm. of them. When we yeah. were out, we were out, you know, sweating our butts off <laughs> with with Bobby on the or Marie on the adventure courses, doing this, that, or the other, and you know, climbing a pole, for instance, or um, <laughs> uh, getting stuck on the top of the pole, for instance, as the only person that can claim that one. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so far. <laughs> That particular day, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I really was able to to dig in, and I think that I think that that's possible for me. I just I got so much out of each of the different aspects because I think somewhere in there I made a conscious choice just to be an open book, and that that is very much a choice. Yeah, I think that individuals can come into a place like this and either consciously or unconsciously make a decision. It's how much you bring, yeah. what you bring, and how you present it mm. as far as what you can be able to get done. Yeah. And I just was very much here mm. uh, for that time. So it, 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 it made it to where it didn't mean that those different sessions wouldn't be uncomfortable, painful, sure. whatever. Yeah. It just meant that I was meeting them with whatever mm. opportunity for openness I could. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, if we were... Outside and doing a trail walk, or we were doing the doing the river run uh, on the Harpeth at Montgomery Bell, or or a core group session, or doing individual work. Some of those things could be really tough. Any any one of those things yeah, sure. on any given day could be super tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just is all about what you brought that morning or yeah. that afternoon. But it's about what you bring to it and what you are able to maybe leave in that session. Mm. Yeah. And then almost sort of exercise from yourself. Yeah. It's like intention is so important. And like 
you clearly recognized that in the moment and uh, really leaned into the whole process, it sounds like. Yeah. I tried. Mm. I tried. I tried. I mean, not everything, not everything worked here for me. Uh, there's, there are lots of stories about breath works for me at this place, <laughs> you know, and I tried at least three or four times on this campus mm. until, yeah. until it finally, until it finally took. And everyone was very, very yeah. patient with me. Wow. There you go. And it was something that I wanted to succeed yeah. with, but I had hangups mm. and sure. they were my own. Yeah. So, yeah. I so appreciate just hearing you say, like, I kept showing up and trying. Like, that just seems like, I mean, it's admirable. I'm tipping my hat to you. But also, like, there's a choice there to just go, this isn't for me. Like, I can't. But you kept, not only did you show up, but you showed up with that intention that Christopher's talking about. Yeah, you could very much take the approach on any given day here. It's like, yeah, I don't, I I don't want to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't. I don't I don't wanna do that today. I don't wanna yeah. deal with that session. I've heard this lecture, I've done this. I don't wanna do that today. Mm-hmm. You always have that option. Yeah. But for me, it's like again, it just came it just came down to to getting the absolute most out of the yeah. experience. Yeah. You had a lot at stake. I yeah. had a lot at stake. And and I knew also that I was experiencing or attempting to experiencing it from through the lens of my own perspective for from the friends that I made here. Mm. Yeah. And they were showing up. Yeah. That's so powerful. And I knew how important that was. Yeah. Yeah. And that camaraderie that mm. we experience as we're doing this stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. And that matters. Mm. It sure does. You know? Because it was it was rough when somebody didn't want to show up. Yeah. Because there was almost a, a it, it it was a letdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like something else to carry, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I think half the healing, I'd love your thoughts on this, Jordan. I don't, it doesn't matter if it's half or a quarter or whatever, but a big part of the experience <laughs> is like witnessing people doing work mm-hmm. and, and providing support just by being present. Yeah. So when you talk about everyone, the camaraderie and showing up for one another, you know, being present when someone's being vulnerable, it's like being seen. And and I believe that that can have such a healing effect. It, it just that just, yeah. I mean, just for me to be present, paying attention to you doing work. Yeah. That could be a great, there can be a sense of intimacy and connection that is part of the healing process. Mm. Does that resonate with you? Yeah. I don't know why it's doing this, but I, I can remember very, very, very strongly when my friends would have their own watershed moments, yeah. their own, just their breakthroughs, mm. their wins, their, oh my God, that session just blew me away. It was, you know, and they'd, they'd come out and they'd share or not share, but you could tell they'd just gone through something. And I, I could very easily experience so much pride from my friends when, when, when they would have a win yeah. here because they walk through the fire themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's so, you feel so much for them. Such a powerful feeling to, to experience that with them, yeah. for them. And then it, and it almost like, well, and that's why we're doing yeah. what we're doing here. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I remember spending a lot of time, you know, talking to, and I'm 44 years old when I'm here. And there were, a lot of folks close to us, you know, a lot of younger people close to us in in some of the in some of the fringe groups that we had, yeah. and 
it it almost got to a point where it was cliche. It was just like, you're here right now in your life. Get as much as you can out of this experience yeah. right now before you get to where you're mm-hmm. our age. Because then it's that opportunity to have regret and we don't want to go there. Yeah. That isn't something that we want to have. Do this now before you get deeper into your life. If you have the opportunity, grab the bull by the horns and yeah. go with it. Because it's it's such, it could, had I done something like this when I was 20 years old, I mean, it's like, or 25 years old, yeah. I can't even imagine mm. what difference that would have made. But yeah, those those wins mm. that you would experience with your friends, you just, it was pride of a different sense. Yeah. Yeah that you had when you're in this sort of closed community mm. and experience that it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Wow. I would imagine the witnessing those wins as you describe them was probably like accelerated your healing in a sense. I think so. Yeah. I think so because it, 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 it backed up or fortified. I don't know what yeah. it, it would, it would amplify everything that mm. you were doing yourself. Yeah. I think it gives you the courage. Like I know for me, if I see someone really, be vulnerable and uh, man, just take a calculated risk. And, and it's like, well, if they can do it, so can I, yeah. right? Like, you know, it's a, you know, like you use pride, like I'm proud of them. Like I care about mm. them. I'm proud of them. And, you know, what's the best way? And this kind of goes full circle to where you started, Jordan. But the best way I can care for the people around me is to take care of myself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and there's it's like this really healthy kind of process that we can engage in with others. Yeah, yeah it really is. I mean, it's it's I, I look at it for myself, and I kind of touched on it before, but I'm so sorry to repeat. But it's it's sort of like when are you going to have this experience again? Yeah, mm. when are you going to have something like mm. this? Yeah, uh, this opportunity. And now I, I actually can frame it as well, no, I, I I very much have the opportunity opportunity to continue the journey that was almost like going back to school Mm, yeah it was I keep thinking about that as you're describing it going to do a thing yeah that if given the option a lot of people won't yeah a lot of people won't be able to face it Mm -hmm. face up whatever's there but this was this was the beginning of a journey that that I don't know if I ever saw for myself Mm. you know and recovery accepting accepting whatever the path was going to be and entering it's just like yeah your mind's kind of blown every day yeah it's like mm-hmm. wow this is this is this is this is awesome in the mm. connecting with mindfulness yeah you know hearing not just filling the running off the mouth constantly <laughs> yeah. to fill the empty space yeah. yeah yeah i can just sit and listen mm, so beautiful and it's like I've never been able to do that. Yeah. And I, I only got there because it was, that was one of the things that was there. Mm. It was almost like, hey, shut up and listen. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. If it feels all right, I have one more question before we bring your partner, your wife in, Brooke. Sure. What does life feel like like today on the other side of this? Obviously, you've described so many incredible wins and and shifts in your family and in your life, but I would love to hear just like, if you could kind of, it feels very hopeful and open and that connection to the joy, the light, the love that is available yeah. in my life that's there 
it's right here now. Mm -hmm. It's it's around me. I am surrounded by it. And that's such a different feeling and experience. And it's because I walked through it all. Yeah. Yeah. So I can experience everything that my family and those close to me are putting out there. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's just a completely different way of of being. Mm. Yeah. Of living. I want to I want to give you a credit where credit's due Jordan because I think you know it's great to hear that what you said as far as life now but my guess is you know you're not somebody that just came to milestones and then you know went back to old ways like you have been so intentional around staying connected and doing what you need to do it's it's a process right yeah. so I just I just think it's you know when you are just somebody that has really just put energy into continued healing. And I just think that that can't do anything but serve you yeah, well. Totally. I am continually trying like hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what it is. That's I mean, awesome. I, I am continuing to, I don't feel like I'm just, just lobbing the ball sure. anymore. I'm, I'm, there's, there's strategy, there's strategy, there's a game plan, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's something going on that I'm not always even aware of yeah you know that i am oh it's probably time for me to i I, it's tuesday i need to jump on that meeting call or i need to call this person i need to do this so yeah it's there's there's something there's something very active Mm. but passive which doesn't immediately make sense but it's there Mm. that's great and it also seems like you still know what's at stake but like your posture's not like it's different it's not like I'm going to lose it. It's like not defensive. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Let's bring Brooke in. So we have Brooke, Jordan's wife here. I'm so grateful for you to come and just share a little bit about your experience of your partner after Milestones. Can you tell us a little bit? We Spoiler alert. It's kind of already been divulged that you end up coming to Milestones. Yeah. But if you can kind of set that aside for this. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I was thinking about this earlier, and in fact, I was just over talking to Bomar about this, that, you know, Jordan now has been home, I think, for about, what, nine months, I think? And ten. Nine, ten months. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling Jordan when he got back last July. Well, and I'd watched his progress, right? I was very active with his primary therapist while Jordan was here. Um, and and it was rough. I mean, there were a lot of rough times while he was here, which now I understand. I couldn't understand it then, but I I very much get it now. But it was there was a massive shift about four to six weeks into his stay here. And when he came home, there was just a different energy about him, completely different. And I remember telling him then, you are not the same person who went into this. And it was rough. It was very rough, you know, before he did. I mean, very, very rough. And, you know, of course, then I go to Milestones and and I come back and I have this understanding of what he went through. And I feel like I have a gift because I can understand, you know, the one side of being the spouse who's going through this and then gently encouraged me along the way that maybe this is something that I would do. And so after I leave, you know, I left thinking, okay, you know, we did this couples intensive and and that it was all going to be great, honestly, I mean, in full transparency, but life happens again, you know, and 
it took, it has taken extended work, a lot of aftercare work, but there's been a lot of dedication from Jordan in the, in the aftermath of, of milestones. And, and I don't use aftermath in terms or in a negative type of way. It really is an aftermath because it is a new chapter, but it's the aftermath of this time of, of trauma and, and crisis. And Jordan has continued to work. And, and of course, there are ups and downs. But most recently, I'd say in the past couple of months, there's been uh, all of that work has really come to wonderful fruition. And I know this is going to be a long-term, life lifelong process of work. But I have heard the sense of enlightenment as Jordan speaks that I have only hoped I would hear from him for so many years. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, just the, the conversations, the knowledge, the awareness. It's a completely different person. And there's only so much I can say to try and describe what it's like to watch this transformation. But, you know, I, I do believe that Jordan has lived a life of not believing that he deserves to be happy. And as a spouse, it's a very hard thing to watch because Jordan is innately an amazing human and an amazing soul. And I've known that all along. That's why I've stuck this out for so many years. But he had to be the one to do the work to see it himself. And the more work he's done, you know, he could have he could have gotten frustrated and left the family a long time ago. But he didn't, and I didn't. I mean, and we've been through a lot, but there's always been something there. And I'm super grateful that we've been guided, you know, to this journey, into this journey, into this process. Look, I can, I love that you can uh, talk about the shift like four weeks in or whatever you said it Mm -hmm. was, something like that. But then also describe that, you know, it's continued to be a journey and even just more recently. I think that's just so, it speaks so highly for me to the, this idea of like, this is a process. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we're all on a journey and we can pay attention to the things we need to pay attention to and grow, or we can kind of bury, bury our heads in the sand and kind of stay stuck. And I just love that about the two of you. And it's a lot of it's like two steps forward, one step back kind of thing too. And sometimes it's more like one step forward, two steps back. But, you know, it's about that knowing that you need to continue to put energy into growth and change. The early on patterns that we all experience and the, the traumas and the family dynamics, I mean, that, that has such a big impact on us. And we can be grateful for some of that, but we also need to like grow in the way that we feel fit and to raise our families the way we want to and just have the relationships the way we want to. And that takes so much work. It does. Well, and what's interesting is that you know, I talk a lot about how I, I believe in relationships and ours ours is a hallmark of this belief. But you have two people who, I mean, you know, before Jordan left, he started calling us soul partners. He didn't want to call me his wife. He he started to refer me or refer to me as as his soul partner. And I feel very deeply that that is the case. But when you have two people such as us who come from such stark backgrounds, you know, we have our own trauma patterns and then you put us into a relationship where, you know, like many in the beginning, it's wonderful, but then you start to add additional layers on top of it. You get, you know, you get lost. And and what's been so awesome 
for us. I mean, and awesome is not even the right word because it's beautiful, really, is that we've been given the gift of understanding now because we never did before. And that led to a lot of problems. But we now understand that Jordan's on this side coming from this traumatic past and and built tools around that to provide safety. And I'm here and I'm actually the complete antithesis of what he did, but with my own toxic patterns. And you put those two together and it's bound for destruction. And, you know, having seen and being able to understand, you know, through this dialogue, through the tools that we have picked up and the resources that we've gained, I now understand why Jordan responds the way he responds. I understand now why I respond the way I respond. And we still fall back into those old patterns every once in a while, but the more that we practice understanding and realizing and, you know, changing, the easier it gets, especially for us to breathe and walk away if we have to, which was not something we could, either of us could do before. Um, The chronic, you know, flight patterns that both of us had just in different modalities are very much different. Instead of wanting to run, we understand what we're looking at and Mm. we kind of put our feet, you know, we ground our feet to the floor and you know, it, it may not always be pretty, but it's at least grounded as opposed to saying, you know, I'm going to wipe my hands of this and move on. It's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Oh, absolutely. I like all the things you've articulated about your partner. I like, I'm experiencing that just in the room. So thank you guys for have, committing to each other and committing to the work. And I'm just so grateful to share space with you today. Christopher has one last question for Jordan. And I'm going to pass this mic. We had to move mics, y'all. So here we go. Yeah, thanks. So so Jordan, you know, uh, thinking about people listening to this and people that maybe can relate to some of your story or a lot of your story, what kind of encouragement would you give somebody that is feeling either stuck or hopeless or just maybe even just curious about how to have a different sort of life experience? I mean, what kind of advice would you give someone that's feeling inspired right now, listening to this and doesn't know where to turn or doesn't know what to do next. Give yourself a chance. I say, give yourself a chance. We have the opportunity. There's so much truth that we can individually find for ourselves. If we just, if we can simply open the door to that opportunity, Hmm. I think it's right there. And we just have to figure out, and that is the work. We have to figure out whether, do I need to open this door? Do I have to open a window? hallway do I need to walk to? You know, it's, it's, it is right there. And it's a, it's a certain unraveling that we can each sort of encounter for ourselves, but it all starts with that opportunity, that chance, mm. give ourselves a chance. That's awesome. So even, you know, like, even if you're not feel, maybe if you can't see like possibility of something different, like you're just really encouraging someone just to try it anyway. Cause I mean that, that seeing the possibility might not come further down the road yeah I think it came from the depth and the understanding of of what I had to lose so I I I would be a very rambunctious over-the-top cheerleader for anybody that was wanting that was that was considering something like this yeah for themselves love that thank you very much thank you thank you for having me 
If you or someone you love is struggling with the negative effects of unaddressed trauma, the safety, community, and expert care of the residential experience at Milestones may offer the individualized help and healing you need. Milestones is a one-of-a-kind holistic and specialized residential trauma treatment experience, serving individuals adversely affected by symptoms of unaddressed trauma, including anxiety, depression, codependency, and PTSD. This innovative and integrative program offers a variable length of stay from 30 to 90 days specific to individual needs. When life feels like too much, Milestones offers a refuge and a place of healing. Learn more at experiencemilestones.com. Also, we would love to help you explore the right option for you. You can connect with our admissions team for a confidential call at 1-800-341-7432. That's 1-800-341-7432. Or you can email them at admissions at onsiteworkshops.com. Healing is possible and you deserve this. 